Episode 61, First Sunday of Advent, Year B. As we begin this season of Advent, we feature an Advent wreath. Its candles and green branches are a reminder of God's promise to our world. Christ our light and our hope will come. We light the first candle of Advent, the prophecy candle, the candle of hope. As with the light from this candle, so too may the blessings of Christ come upon us, brightening our way and guiding us by his truth. We have hope because God is faithful and will keep the promises made to us. Our hope comes from our God in whom we trust. O wisdom, O holy word of God, O sacred Lord of ancient Israel, you govern all creation with your strong yet tender care. You showed yourself to Moses in the burning bush. Come and show your people the way to salvation. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of scripture, prayer and reflection. To you I lift up my soul, O my God. In you I have trusted. Let me not be put to shame. Nor let my enemies exult over me. And let none who hope in you be put to shame. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brothers and sisters, as we come together on this first Sunday of Advent, let us acknowledge our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Kir he 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 May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray in hope and expectation for the grace to do good works. Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered at his right hand they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. 
Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 63, verses 16 to 17, and chapter 64, verses 1 and 3 to 8. You, O Lord, are our Father. Our Redeemer from of old is your name. Why, O Lord, do you make us stray from your ways and harden our heart, so that we do not fear you? Turn back for the sake of your servants, for the sake of the tribes that are your heritage. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry and we sinned. Because you hid yourself we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. The Word of the Lord Restore us, O God, let your face shine that we may be saved. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth. Stir up your might and come to save us. Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine, the stock that your right hand has planted. But let your hand be upon the man at your right, the son of man you have made strong for yourself. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O God, let your face shine, that we may be saved. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you, because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, 
Alleluia. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 13, verses 33 to 37. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with a particular task, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cock-crow, or at dawn, or else he might find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. The readings bring out a theme of preparedness. And it reminds me that um, as a priest, we can get called out at unexpected hours of the day or night with very little notice to go to an urgent call out. Someone might be very sick or dying. And we need to be ready. I remember the, over the years that I've been a priest, there was a couple of times where I got a call and I wasn't quite ready and it was the middle of the night and I'd be bumping my head in the cupboard trying to put on a shirt but putting it on back the front, putting the wrong socks on, trying to wake up while getting ready and trying to get out the door as quickly as possible, making sure I brought everything I needed with me. There's a little ritual that I do that I'm sure anyone who gets emergency calls does and that is prepare myself in advance. Put me shoes in the right position, I've got a new shirt out ready to just slip on, I've got my keys and everything just ready so that if I am woken up and taking a while to wake up, I don't have to get all confused and uh, frustrated and I, I could respond quickly. And I, I think that the, the readings today really bring that out. Sometimes we're prepared and sometimes we're not, and it makes a big difference. It's extraordinary that our Lord tells us that no one knows the time or the hour. Only the Heavenly Father knows. Even Jesus does not know the day or the hour. So who are we to even try and guess when the kingdom of God will come in its fullness, the day of the Lord will spring upon us? We must simply live every hour and every day as if the day of the Lord could come suddenly, at any time, ready, watchful, at work about the works of the kingdom. St. Augustine once wrote, It is by design that our Lord hid the time and date of the last day from us. It is so that we would be on the lookout for Christ every day of our lives. Very well said. If we were somehow to know the answer to when the day of the Lord will come, we could be focusing on the deadline, the end point, instead of being busy about our work for the kingdom now. The kingdom is not a conclusion point. The kingdom is a way to live and act in every moment of life now. No wonder many people completely missed the first coming of the Messiah some 2,000 years ago. 
they were looking for the wrong things. They expected a warrior messiah and king who would arrive. But instead, the person who arrived was our Lord Jesus, the suffering servant. He came and went, and many were asleep, so as it were, to his presence. The pattern of watchfulness is the same as Christ's passion and death. On the night before he died, the disciples fell asleep. They were unprepared when our Lord was arrested under cover of darkness. They abandoned him. Peter was not ready when he was accused of knowing Christ and being one of his disciples, and he denied him three times before the cock crew. And at dawn the Lord was sent to be tried. He was ready at all times. We must be ready, alert, and always ready to live the gospel of non-violent resistance. We are merely servants, but God has lovingly chosen to delegate authority to us to do the work of the kingdom. But this is only delegated authority. We will still be asked to account for it to the Master. We, are, we remain ready to respond at any time, vigilant for justice, faithful to the poor, compassionate to those who are suffering. Christ comes to us suddenly and unexpectedly in the face of these people as well. Watchfulness. That's the focus for the people of God as we journey through the church year. Watchfulness for the coming of the Lord on the feast of Christmas. Vigilant for the end days, whether they're soon or very far away. And in fact, alert to the ways our Lord comes to us in the many different ordinary events and people of our lives. In the Gospel, Jesus challenges us to stay awake and to pay attention. But pay attention to what? I think he means to the things of the kingdom around us, being attentive to our lives, looking our family members or friends in the eye when they're talking to us, noticing the look of a worried friend, paying attention to the sun streaming in through our windows, taking time to taste our food and savour it, alert to news about hardships suffered by people around us, this is Advent time, the start of a new church year, a time to be watchful, a time to look at our lives and see if we really are ready, ready to welcome Christ in so many different ways. Meanwhile, St. Paul in the second reading tells us, you will not be without the gifts of the Spirit while you're waiting for our Lord Jesus to be revealed. Am I willing to let God be the potter and myself be the clay in God's hands? Can I let God shape my life? We believe in God, that's for sure. But do we trust in God sufficiently to allow God to mould us and shape us in different directions than my own willfulness? To step back from the control seat and let God steer me a bit more. To open myself to being transformed by God's hand. It's good for us to stop and ask ourselves, what are some helpful practices that I've developed in my daily routine that assists me in staying focused and alert? And do I have any habits and practices that work against that alertness and watchfulness for God and God's ways? This gospel is not meant to give us sleepless nights, of course. The Lord does want us to have a peaceful rest each day. The Gospel, though, does invite us to order our lives and priorities 
and to train so that we respond swiftly to the things of the kingdom and the way our Lord wants us to respond with love and compassion and kindness and peace, ready to respond to the many unexpected turns of life. Have you ever seen photos of a fire station and there stands the fire engine fueled and ready to go at any time and beside the truck all the safety boots and safety clothes are lined up neatly, ready for speedy access so the firefighters can just step right into them and they're ready, willing and able to respond, prepared, trained and in the right frame of mind to face whatever may come. Surely countless Christ moments and kingdom building moments come our way every day and who knows how many we miss. Or perhaps sometimes we are aware of how we've missed the opportunity and responded instead poorly to them and not the way Christ would want us to because we're on the back foot and not ready. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. As we begin this season of Advent, let us pray to God who loves us. For the Church, that we may stay awake and keep watch for the coming of our Saviour. Lord, hear us. For all who teach and preach the Gospel, that they may continue to be faithful ministers of God's Word. Lord, hear us. For those who have turned from God's love, that they may come to understand how God is full of mercy and compassion. Lord, hear us. For all gathered here, that we may continue to use the gifts of God as we await the return of Jesus Christ. Lord, hear us. For all who are experiencing ill health and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, that they may see the Saviour face to face, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of mercy and love, grant us your salvation. We ask you to hear and answer our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Accept, we pray, O Lord, these offerings we make, gathered from among your many gifts to us. And may what you grant us to celebrate devoutly here below gain for us the prize of eternal redemption 
Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he assumed at his first coming the lowliness of human flesh, and so fulfilled the design you formed long ago, and opened for us the way to eternal salvation that when he comes again in glory and majesty, and all is at last made manifest, we who watch for that day may inherit the great promise in which we now dare to hope. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. The Lord will bestow his bounty and our earth shall yield its increase. Let us pray. May these mysteries, O Lord, in which we have participated, profit us, we pray, for even now as we walk amid passing things, you teach us by them to love the things of heaven and to hold fast to what endures. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the Almighty and merciful God, by whose grace you have placed your faith in the first coming of His only begotten Son, and yearn for His coming again, sanctify you by the radiance of Christ's advent, and enrich you with His blessing. Amen. As you run the race of this present life, may He make you firm in faith, joyful in hope, and active in charity. Amen. 
so that, rejoicing now with devotion at the Redeemer's coming in the flesh, you may be endowed with the rich reward of eternal life when he comes again in majesty. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you for ever. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. The texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989, by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. Adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms, copyright 2009, by the same. Faith, Hope and Love theme, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 4-13, and set to original music, copyright 1996 and 2016, by Paul W. Kelly. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. May God bless and keep you.